It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's the final countdown. It's all very close as we come to the final game in the Danske Bank Premiership. Yes, on Saturday, either Crusaders or Coleraine will be crowned league champions. And at the other end, either Carrick or Balna-Mallard will be relegated. It's that close at both ends. The legend that is, Paul Lehman, once again, is with me, my loyal sidekick. And I'm glad to say our special guest today is Coleraine skipper Stephen O'Donnell. Stephen, welcome. Thanks First of all, let, let me say that uh, in the interest of fairness, lest you think we're biased, we did ask Crusaders to have a representative here today, but we were told they are keeping low profile. Why would we be biased against Crusaders? <laughs> Not a chance, but there we go. And we respect that, because it's coming up. Maybe they're nervous. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's been some season. Aye, it, it has to be fair. Um, and it's been a great season for everyone involved in the club. Um, you know, and, and the boys that we've got, and, and Oren and, and all the staff have been, have been outstanding this year. And, um, and it's been great to be a part of, of, of the fantastic run. And, you know, it we we leaves us with two massive games now. You know, um, one on Saturday and and one the following Cup weekend. the next week. And um, we'll just keep working hard and and hopefully we'll we'll get the rewards. What a finish, though! One game left. You're both leveling points. Mm -hmm. They have a superior goal difference, though. But it's nail biting. To be fair, I think um, a lot of people have said that this year has been one of the the closest and and most enjoyable years for for the neutral and Absolutely. and for those watching. The and league. Coleraine have made it. Really. Yeah, they have. It's uh, they've been superb and. In any other season, the points tally that they have, the defensive record, the goals tally would, would win the league, clearly. Best but in the league. Sorry, Carl, can you reach me that newspaper there, please? How many clean sheets have they? They've got uh, 15 clean sheets and only 31 goals conceded. Uh, there was some guy in here in the paper. Uh, what's that headline there, Stephen? Uh, the fence is a bedrock. Says... O'Donnell. O'Donnell, <laughs> there you are. But it has been. Uh, to be fair, 31 I think goals, is it? 31 goals conceded. Yeah, it's a fantastic record. And I think, I don't want to give him a big head, he's sitting with, but he's, he's been the main, the main man at the back for him. Himself and Chris Jones played a lot of games this season, and their defence has been, every time I've seen them, their defence has impressed me every time. And Stephen being the standout performer for me. Yeah, and his first season at the club as well. Unbelievable. Making a step up from Institute. Yeah, it's, it's been a. A great signing for Coleraine and great bit of business by Aaron Kearney and he, he's produced a good week in week out and you know he'll be hoping that they can finish the season with a bit of silverware. Indeed and this uh, finish that we have as they say the old cliche it's gone right down to the wire it's been amazing though. But this is probably why the organizers want to have the split and so you've got two teams fighting for the for the championship you've got uh, Linfield and Glenavon fighting for third place and possibly a European spot and then you've got Carrick and Balna Mallard at the bottom fighting to stay in the league so there's battles all over the table it's a, it's going to be a really intriguing last day as Stephen said for the neutral it's been a brilliant season and you know, going right to the wire what else could you ask for? I think 
you, me, were like a lot of people. I wasn't that keen on the split, but now, as you say, it provides this sort of finale. What do the players think? I think, um, you know, over the course of a season, um, you know, the, the results dictate who deserves to be at the top and who deserves to be at the bottom. You know, and no one always says the league table doesn't lie. Um, but the actual split itself gives you, as a player, a good opportunity to, you know, play against your direct opponents for, whether it's a league title or whether it's the the, the relegation playoff, they try and stay open. And I think it's it's a good aspect of the league. I think it's really... It, it's really good part of it, eh? It's been tremendous, and there's more to come on Saturday. Let's look back to last Saturday, the first game we'll look at. I was there. Linfield 2, Coleraine 2. And uh, first half, Linfield 2 0 up. And you were rank poor. I Not you, the team. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, I, I was part of that, and um, I don't think. Um, I don't think you're far off the mark there in saying that we were poor in, in the first half, we just weren't good enough. Um, and at half time, it wasn't a matter of, of beating the drum or, or demanding more hard work or, or getting more hyped up. It was that we were still working hard and we were still, um, as I say, we were still working, but it was just the quality wasn't there. Um, Did you look a bit, you looked a bit nervy to me, and I can understand the tension. I, I wouldn't say uh, that there was nerves among the boys or I, I didn't feel a, a sense of apprehension. I just felt that um, Lumfield maybe started the game a bot better than us. I'll give um, them credit, yes. And they, you know, they got a corner early on, they, they maybe pinned the sun a bit and it maybe took us a bit by surprise that we couldn't get a full toe in the game early on. Um, and as I say, at half-time it wasn't a matter of, of beating the drum or beating the chest and, and working harder. It was just, could we play smarter? Could we keep the ball? Could we... Uh, get the ball to our, our more offensive players in, in good areas and, and see where it takes us. And even in the second half, I think it took us a good 10 minutes to get going. But once we did, I feel the last half an hour we were, we were excellent and, and maybe unlucky that we couldn't go on and get that third. Half-time, Owen Bradley, Jamie McGonigal, two front men taken off. Two big front men yep. and get your goals. As a player, were you thinking, what's Owen doing here? No, well, to be fair, um, there's been many a time this season where uh, we've been behind at half time, or once had to ask a question at half time, depending on, you know, the result or how we're playing. Um, and he's made changes before, and and you know, as a as a group and as a team throughout the course of the season, we trust him completely. You know, there's many a time he's made brilliant substitutions that have changed the game. And on Saturday when he done it, maybe uh, a few of the boys might have been. You know, a bit surprised that he was, he took the two strikers off, but yeah. credit the the changes he made. I thought Ian Parkwell came on and he was outstanding. I thought Aaron Burns came on and maybe with that point to prove against his old club. I thought mm. he was he was outstanding and yes. genuinely the two boys I felt changed the game for us. Yeah. Strong management, isn't it, to take two of your top men off? It is, and, and showing trust in the two boys that he brought on. And, and as you said, they're they're two top men and two guys that have been brilliant for them all season. So, but. You have to give credit to Aaron Kearney. He's got the decision right. It changed mm. the game for them, got them back into the game, and you know it's kept the title race alive. And they could have gone on and won the game, Jackie. Yeah, and they, to be fair to Coleraine, they showed that character, that <coughs> big character, when it was needed. They've shown it all season, and you know no one tipped them at the start of the league campaign. There's questions asked throughout the whole season. They've answered all those questions. They've shown tremendous character. Their record has been unbelievable. I've just said in any yeah, other we'll year. Yeah, we'll come to that. Yeah. Yep. In any other year, they, they'd be title winners and worthy title winners. But such has been the good form of Crusaders. I'm sure they're just kicking themselves that they haven't been able to get in front of them. And 
you know, they've been brilliant all season, breath of fresh air for, for the whole league and the fans that now that they're carrying as well. I'm sure I'm sure it's just a fantastic place to be at this moment in time for, for Stephen and all the players and they've got two massive games coming up and anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, Crusaders won, Cliftonville won while you were faltering, they were faltering as well. It's a game you were at. Yeah, it was just, it was another strange game. Jackie, you could tell there was nervousness around the stadium amongst the fans and I think Crusaders probably needed to get an early goal just to settle them a little bit. Um, obviously the goal came from, from Cliftonville, they took the lead, Joe Gormley with it. And Joe got it, and what a goal What a was. goal, I mean for me it's probably goal of the season. Such a fantastic strike. I spoke to Brian Jensen after the game and he said of two of him had it been in the net, it wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't have saved it and he's the <laughs> biggest keeper in the league. So such a, such a strike from Joe and we know he has that quality but credit the Crusaders, you know, they bounced back quickly. A couple moment, of minutes, uh, Heatley. Yeah, Paul Heatley. Who else but Paul Heatley, a big yeah. player. Another fantastic goal from him and got them back into the game and then that really rallied Crusaders and the, the fans started to get behind him. I think at that time, Coleraine were 2-0 down so there was a little bit of a buzz about the stadium, it looked like it was going to turn, but then the last five minutes it was really edgy because Coleraine were back in a two each, and, and it, looked, it always looked like it was going to be a draw at Sevilla. And one goal in either game could have swung the whole title, and you but could feel the nervousness. I heard that Crusaders dominated, and only for Brian Neeson yeah. in the Cliftonville goal. I think Crusaders they won the game. They didn't play as well as they had been playing, but they still created numerous chances in the game, and Brian Neeson kept them at bay. But a bit of Brian Eason brilliance and, and poor finishing from Crusaders. You know, they could have won the game comfortably. But, you know, they've got a draw and, you know, it was a relief there at the end of the game when yeah. Stephen Baxter was asking people what's the score at Windsor. <laughs> there was a real relief there and it's it's now on to the final day of the season and it's brilliant. Final game in the uh, top section, Glenavon nil, Balamini United nil. And Glenavon uh, still in third place and hoping to pick up that 240-odd grand of European money. Yeah, th- Massive incentive, isn't it? It is. They'll be disappointed they haven't picked up all three points because Balamina have been on a poor run. Glenavon will have hoped they've beaten them at home uh, in, the, in the league there. But it's an important point for them because it keeps them just ahead of Linfield. And going into the last day, they have everything to play for in that European spot. Yeah, and Glenavon, uh, after six without a win in the last three games, they're unbeaten. Oh, oh. <laughs> Looking ahead to Saturday, Stephen. But uh, we've come to the bottom six. Glentoran one, Carrick two. What a result for the Rangers. It's massive because obviously in last Tuesday they went to Balna Mallard. They were defeated 2-1 and it looked like they were down and out. And yeah. No one really gave them a chance going to the Oval. But they've beaten Glentoran a couple of times already this season, Jackie. And they've went there and you know I spoke to Davy McAlinden on Monday night at the, the Football Awards Dinner and he just told his players to go out and express yourself. The pressure is really off now. We're expected to go down, and the players went out and they produced for him, Jackie, and they got a massive three points against Glen Torn, which gives them every chance of staying up now. And the Glens, your club, their woes continue. Yeah, it's Glen Torn now. They can't really finish anywhere up the league. For them now, it's about well, they qualified for Europe, the European playoffs. It's all about for them. So. Um, but again, another disappointing result at, at home at the Oval. I've said it all year, their form at the Oval has been mm. terrible. Something that has to be addressed when the new boss comes in. and It's another poor performance, poor result for Glen Torn, but take nothing away from Carrick, great result for them. And I keep reading about Stephen Lomas, maybe the new boss. Nacho Novo is in the frame as well. Yeah, there's a few names in the frame, and, but I think Glen Torn have got to be clever this time and they've got to take their time, make sure they get the, the right man who they want and then come out and announce who it's going to be. I think the Colin Nixon 
scenario was a bit of a PR disaster for them, mm. coming out and announcing his name, and then he didn't take the job. So they've got to get the right man, whether it's Lomas, Novo, Darren Murphy's been mentioned, and a few others. They've got to make sure they've got their man this time, and then come out and and, and make the right appointment and get the right people around would you, him. Would you like to see someone with uh, Glenn Torrent DNA get the job? Like a Nixon, sadly, he didn't take it. I think that's what the fans want. I think, for me, Glenn Torn is a long-term project. I would sort of say it's similar to what Coleraine have done, to what Crusaders did 10 years ago under Stephen Baxter. They've, they've got to get someone in there that maybe knows the club. Stability. St Stabilise the club, give them a long-term project. And <coughs> because it's not going to happen overnight, Jackie. The Glens aren't going to win the league for a few years. Yeah. So people have got to realise that. It's got to be a long-term project. If they can get someone with the Glenn Torn DNA, that would be great. If not, if it's going to be one of these guys we've mentioned, Maybe they can bring someone along with them who mm. knows the club well. Who knows? But they've got to get this appointment right and they've got to get the club on the right track again. Ards won, Ballon Mallard won, and the Mallards uh, back into bottom place yeah. on goal difference. Yeah, it's a difficult result for them. And Ards is a tough place to go on the, on the 3G surface. They're, they're not bad. They work really hard. I think I tipped that for a draw last week on the show, Jackie. So. Did you? I did indeed. So yeah, funny we didn't get the double off. No, about no, tipping, we so. don't do draws, but <laughs> I did fancy that one to be a draw, and it, it turned out to be the case. And you know, it's a disappointing result for Ballon and Mallard, given what they'd done on the Tuesday night by beating Carrick. But you know, Harry McConkey, seven yeah. games, one defeat. I mean, that's magnificent effort. It's it's to try and stay up there. Yeah, he's he's turned the players around, and he's given them a new belief. And you know, they've got some really good results under Harry and. I think I've said before, I'm sure the club will be wondering, we should have brought him in at Christmas, should have brought him in sooner, and maybe they would have been out of trouble. But they are where they are, but he's done a fantastic job, and he's given them every chance of staying up and into the last game when we all thought they were, were down and out a few weeks ago. Yes, Paul may have hinted that a few weeks ago. <laughs> so did I, funny enough. But anyway, we apologise, it's still all to play for. <laughs> and the last game, Dungannon 4, Warren point two, and the point were two up. Yeah, they were two up and, and it was a good fight back from Dungannon and uh, I knew there would be goals in that. Two teams that like to get it down and play play good football so by all accounts it was an open game and there's six goals in the game and it's a good win for Dungannon and those two clubs again are, are safe, can't really do anything more so there's pressure off there and I, that's why it sort of steered toward an, towards an entertaining game. Yeah, and what a comeback, two down to win 4-2 by Dungannon, give them credit, Rodney McAree must have. Said a lot at half time. Yeah, because they've been up and down the last lot of weeks, Jackie, so it's, it's a good win for them and they'll be hoping to finish the season on a high. Yeah. We should mention Terry Fitzpatrick, who played last Saturday, was his last home game, I believe. He's been a great servant. You've always been one of my favourite midfielders because you're in there, a destroyer, and you're a great pro, so enjoy your retirement. He was a good player. Yeah, I played against him quite a, quite a few times. Not, he got not, in your face. Not directly up against him. I was playing at the back, but you know, yeah, he's a busy player and a great stalwart for for Dungannon. Mm. And uh, Mister, I better get because I have Stephen O'Donnell here. The new manager is Stephen McDonnell of Warren Point. He's got the job, and why not? He's yeah. done very very well. He came in and, and he got got a few results. He's he's got a brand of football that he likes to play. He wants his team to play it out from the back and and a good style of football and. You know why? Why not give him a chance? He's a young, ambitious coach, and he knows the club. He's played there for a few years, and and they, they're going to give him the job. And you know, good luck to him next season. He's doing his badges at the moment. He's going to be a manager soon. 
He doesn't want to be a coach, he wants to be in charge. He's the top man. <laughs> Glory Hunter. Glory Hunter. Right, let's uh, take a look at the Danske Bank Championship table. One game left, remember. There we are. Crusaders, Coleraine, 88 points apiece. Plus 22 for Crusaders in goal difference. And massive 20 points behind Glenavon, still in third on 68. Linfield on 67. Cliffville back a bit in 62 and Ballymena United make up the top six and 48. And then we have Glen Torn who have qualified for the European qualifiers. Dungannon Swifts, 42 yards, 40, 10 points back, Warren Point, but they are safe. And then the bottom two, 20 points apiece, Carrick, Balna, Mallard. Uh, the last games are on Saturday, as we keep saying, but Carrick away to Warren Point. Balna Mallard away to Glen Torn. Balna Mallard, no league wins away in 17. And Glen Torn, eight defeats in 18 home league games. Yeah, that's that's a game that could go either way, but I think Glen Torn will have one eye on the, the European playoffs and they might rest a few players up. I'm not saying it's going to change the outcome of the result or you know, Balna Mallard have got to go there with their own Just game plan. Them up a bit, yeah. But I think the Glens will maybe rest a few few key players and, and so that Balna Mallard have got to go go there. Carrick went there last week, got the win, they've got to go with the same mindset, thinking we've got to go here and pick up a win and, and, and see where it takes us and, and play with no no fear. But it's 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 a tough task for them, but they are capable of going there and getting three points, Jackie. Yeah. Carrick away to Warren Point. Carrick last Saturday they beat Glentorn, but that was after six defeats on the bounce. Yeah. So they have a tough job at Warren Point, who've won three of their last seven. Yeah, again, Warren Point at home, they're, they're not a bad team at home. They're, they're decent at home, they're hard to play, and that's a difficult fixture for Carrick, but they'll be full of confidence after picking up the, the win at the Oval last week, after thinking they were down and out. Mm. You know, they lost to Balna Mallard, they've now got that little bit of hope, and They've got to go there and be confident. They've got to go and play their game the way they did at the Oval with no fear. They have and to. They, they, they do. And, but it's, it's going to be tough for both tough games for both teams. And it's hard to say what, what, which way it's, it's going to go. It's very, very close. I don't know how you're going to predict those results. <laughs> uh, well, by the way, talking about relegation promotion, we should say you had four years at Institute mm -hmm. before this great season you're having at Coleraine. And they have got promotion despite all the problems with the pitch despite, being uh, Despite everything they've they've been up against this year, you know they they played one home game at the start of the season. They've they've had no ground. They've been on the road every week, and and to be fair to Paddy and Paddy McLaughlin, who I played with, and and he was coach when I was there. He's he's done an unbelievable job, and I know that from speaking to the boys, I have a lot of friends still there. That he he's just got everyone pulling in the same direction. And that's the players, the staff, everyone behind the scenes. So. Look, it's it's brilliant for them and it'll be good for the league. They see they see Institute up and they play a, a good brand of football and it'll be interesting to see how they do next year. So. Yeah, it's good to see them back. Mm -hmm. uh, nice folk up there. But I, I read that they may be ground sharing with Glen Torren on the Oval. Will they not be better with um, Derry City or I think there's there's a, a plan maybe in place that they, they the the Oval's there if they need it, but they're gonna try and get somewhere closer to home. So Fingers crossed for, for the boys and, and for Paddy and for everyone that works so hard behind the scenes that they can get something sorted a lot closer to home and, and play their games, obviously, as, as close to home as possible. Yeah. Well done to all at Institute. This man did four years with you, but this year he's captain, he's co-reign. 
they're in the Irish Cup final, they could win the, the league title, it's been amazing. You're living the dream. Ah, well, I think it's been it's been an unbelievable season and I think if you'd have told me when I signed in the summer that we would still be on my shirt for the league, we won game to go and we'd have an Irish Cup final, still they come. I might have been a bit surprised, but after a couple of weeks, you know, getting to know the boys and seeing the quality of player that we have and stuff, and seeing how hard everyone works, it genuinely it hasn't been as much a surprise to us as a group where we are and how well we've done as it may have been the the people on the outside looking in. But it's been a wonderful season, now. But it's always a, a jump from Championship to the Premiership. And you had a couple of good players to get past. I mean, you were coming there and you're, you must have been thinking, how am I going to get into this team? Well, to be fair, when, when Oren signed me, um, he told me he would give me the opportunity to, to show what I could do and obviously stake a claim for a place. And, and I never had a doubt in my own ability that I would be able to get into the team and get a run of games. But when I signed, it was just about being uh, wide-eyed and, and keeping my ears open and learning from what we have at the club, you know. Um, as you know, we, we have a couple of fantastic Irish League legends. You probably call them at the club in terms of Winky Murphy and, and Dougie and, and two Stephen boys. Douglas, and yeah. uh, Stephen Douglas. Them boys have been have been brilliant for me, you know, on and off the pitch. Um, and when I came on, I was just about trying to learn from them. And then um, Big David Ogilvy, Big OG, has been has been unbelievable as well. You know, You're keeping him out he's, as well. He's been there and done it. And, and we played the first 15 games together uh, this year. And obviously, I learned a lot from him. And, but we travel up and down the road, they training together and stuff. So it's great for me to be able to, to pick his brain from, for different experiences and different opinions, you know, on on stuff that's happening and around the team and, and on my game. And just it's been fantastic for me just to be able to learn from them three boys and and play alongside by Garth McConaughey, who's been unbelievable this season as well. Yeah, takes no prisoners. <laughs> takes no prisoners, by gee, yeah. Here we should mention a uh, little Lyndon Cairn. Yeah, I Lyndon can't I. believe what's happened to that Wayne, <laughs> Lyndon. He's been out most of the season with injury, got a bad injury, mm. Windsor Park on Saturday, and he's now going to miss the cup. It's final. to be honest, we all the boys are got it from. You know, um, he got injured in the summer and he missed Europe, um, yeah. and he worked ever so hard to get back. And he had a wee um, delay in his recovery last time, uh, which kept him out for longer. He came back in, in January, um, and I think it might have been the end of January. We played the Glens away, was his first game back, and he was unbelievable. Yeah. You wouldn't have knew he was yeah. missing. Uh, and since then, he's been in the team week after week. He's been mm -hmm. outstanding. And for him, obviously, they, they get injured on Saturday, and then they find out that it's it's an old metatarsal break was 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 yeah. gotten for him. So, look, knowing London uh, and knowing the boys that we've got, that everyone will rally around him, and it'll not be long before we see him out again. And and hopefully, he can he can get back as soon as possible. We're thinking of you, kids, and uh, your granddad Billy. He must be still be in a darkened room. Your number one fan, but uh, there'll be more cup finals for you, kids. So. Stay strong, not easy. A kid like that doesn't deserve that. No, and as Stephen said, he's come back into the, the, the team again after his, after having the injury and he's hit the ground running. He's, he's been superb every time I've seen him. Just He's a superb Irish league player. Mm. Great future ahead of him and so disappointing for him to, to miss the, the, the key stage of the season and certainly the Irish Cup final as well. But, you know, he's got time on his side. He's got a bright future and as you said, he'll have plenty of plenty more opportunities ahead of him but that's a difficult time when you're a footballer Jack and you, you pick up you know serious injuries that keep you out for months and months you've, you've just got to try and stay positive as stay as positive as you can as Stephen said the teammates will rally around him and he's got to now just focus on his recovery and getting back again because he's going to be a massive loss for Coleraine as well he's Absolutely. such a key player for them and these days people talk all the time about the money in the game even the local part-time game 
But in case league, it's, it's, in Irish league, it's not about money, it's about playing. You just want to play, Stephen, don't you? Uh, definitely, and I think uh, with London especially, you know, Corian's London's club. You know, Corian's yeah. been a Lon- or London's been a Corian fan sorry, since he's no age, and, and the fans have a great affinity towards him. And the way he plays, you know, he's, he's 100 miles an hour all the time, he gives everything. Um, and it's just how much he loves playing football and how much he loves playing for Corian. So hopefully, you know, as a group, we can rally around him, as I say, and we can get two big ones and, and you know, make sure he enjoys his day on, on both of them because he deserves it as much as, as anyone because he's been outstanding. Make sure you get a new suit, by the way, for the cup <laughs> final, even though you're not playing. But uh, the record this season, Paul, one defeat in 37 league games, unbeaten in the last 26 games. I mean, it's remarkable. Do these people deserve silverware or what? I think I think they do, and I think that will be the most frustrating thing if they don't if they don't end up winning anything. It will be so frustrating given how good their record has been. You know, their record is just phenomenal. Not just this season, even the previous season, they were on such a brilliant run. So mm-hmm. over the last two seasons, have been, you know, they've had the best form of any team. But they do need to get silverware in the cabinet now. That's what Orin will be focusing on, and you know, Saturday's really out of their hands as such. If Crusaders win on Saturday, they'll win the league because of the superior goal difference. And then they'll go into the Irish Cup and you know, there'll be a little bit of pressure on them there. But I think they'll have learned from last season's Cup final, Jackie. They've sort of let themselves down a little bit last season. Yeah, They've got to go into the Irish Cup. You weren't there. You are better. That's not in your mind at no, all. But they I seem to freeze on the day. And well, I, you know, I, see. I seen the Cup final and, and the boys are obviously bitterly disappointed last year and what happened. But... Um, I think that's been, I suppose you say, the form from last season and then the defeat in the Irish Cup final has been partly the driving factor behind how well we've done this season in the sense that um, a lot of players have points to prove and you know it's been said before we have unfinished business in the Irish Cup final so the boys have, have took the hurt from last season and, and the good form that they showed in the second half of the season and really just drove into the season as I say momentum is a big thing in football and once you start generating and building momentum, the boys just have kept going week after week yeah, after week. They'll not want to relive that disappointment no. of last year in the cup final. No, definitely not. On the day, as long as I think this year in the cup final, you know, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but because we have a big game this week, but on the on that day, as long as we turn up and play our game, I think whatever happens will happen and we'll be more than, than comfortable as long as we turn up and, and play. You know, as you say, yeah. the boys felt like they didn't turn up and play their own game last year. So Nothing worse. If you no, play and you're beaten by a better play, team, yeah. fine. Then, then you can accept that. But yeah. if not turning up is probably the most disappoint, yeah. dis- disappointing part of it. So we'll be focused this year on making sure that there's no big distractions, there's no big um, complications around the cup final. It's just about having a good solid week of training and working hard before it and when we get there make sure we, we play our game. What happens, I think this weekend both teams will win and that means Crusaders, sadly for you, would win the league on goal difference and that's gutting in itself. How difficult will it be if, if that happens for these lads not to be down their cups with a cup final a week away to lift themselves? I've been in that position, Jackie, um, where we've lost the league in the last day of the season at, at Glenthorn, and then, but fortunately for us, we had an Irish Cup final. And yeah. It, it it spurred us on, because you had to stand and watch the other team lifting the league, and you're you're personally, I was thinking, I don't want to be doing that again next week. So, yeah. It's per it spurred us on, and we were able to go on and win, win the cup final, and I think it'll be part of that would be for for Corian, as I said, it'll be it'll be so gutting for him to lose the league in, in goal difference. But it's been well, so if there's any justice, and there isn't in football, they deserve, with their record this season, to win something. 
Yeah, I think so. And if they don't win the league this weekend, you know, they deserve to win something. They've got another chance in the Irish Cup. But, you know, Cliftonville again, they haven't got a great history in the Cup, Cliftonville, but, you know, they'll be right up for that Cup final. So oh, yeah. it's two massive games for Coleraine and a lot of pressure on. And, you know, they, I would love to see them winning something, such as being their, their outstanding form. But it, they're two tough games for them, and it could go either way, Jackie. You're away to Glenavon on Saturday, third place. They'll be playing, trying to secure that third place and European money. They would be sure of Europe if you won the, the mm -hmm. Irish Cup. But they'll be there all guns blazing. It's a dangerous game for you. You know, whenever, obviously, the fixtures came out post-split, and we seen last game of the season away at Glenavon, I don't think we'd expect anything less, to be honest. You know, and, and the post-split games, there's been a few... Uh, times when teams have been saying, "Oh, um, they might not turn up, or they might make a few changes." There's been no, there's been none of that. Every mm -hmm. team has, has yeah. you know, going for it. Uh, is going for it. So when we expect nothing less on Saturday, you know, we've played Glenavon um, a few times this season, and and they're a good side. You know, they, they score a lot of goals, and and they have some fantastic young players like obviously Mark Sykes and, and Andy Mitchell. And we'll have to be we'll have to be right up there on Saturday <coughs> to make sure we get uh, three points, you know, and, and do our own part. But from our point of view. We can't wait for Saturday, you know, we're, we're bouncing on this Saturday, it's, honestly, the, the boys are so excited, there's no, there's no outside pressure, there's no, and I know, obviously, what will happen, will happen, but the boys are, are so excited about it, you know, I think it's probably the first time since, maybe you mentioned uh, that the league's gone down to the last game of the season, mm. we find ourselves sitting way, a lot of excitement, way, nothing to lose, but everything to gain. So look, we're under no pressure and we'll go and, and we'll give it a go. And if we work as hard as we have all year, I'm, I've no doubt that we'll get a result. Better being where you are than being in mid-table. 100%. And this is where you play football, isn't it? You yeah, know, the, two big weeks, two big games. And you know, we'd rather be preparing here and this week for, for two big games than maybe playing for a mid-table game. Or and what will be, will be. That's it. That's it. You're top man. No bother. We wish you Thank well. You. Are we going to try and pick a double? <laughs> we have won should. a double for the, the odds are supplied by Bet McLean. We have a £50 charity bet, courtesy of Bet McLean. And uh, Lieber has yet to win. <laughs> or, sorry, we have yet to win. And uh, it's a disaster. We apologise. It's a heartbeat trust for children up at the Royal Victoria Hospital. Something close to my heart. And uh, we haven't been able to give them a penny. We're going to have to donate some money of our own. Later. I think we'll have to, Jackie. I'm actually, I'm actually doing some work for the charity on another front as well. So you should have to do something because you've been miles away. You've <laughs> <laughs> been miles away. We're crap. I don't know how we got this. Oh, that's we're cheap. <laughs> it's been that sort of league, Jackie. This year it's been difficult. Right, big games. Bellamina six to one at home. Crusaders one to three. Yeah, you'd have to fancy. Crusaders. I just think Crusaders. If Crusaders play well on Saturday, I think I think they'll win. You know, but that's where they, they came on. That's where they came unstuck last season. United. Yeah. So I think Ballymena have been struggling to score goals, Jackie, in the split yeah. fixtures. So yeah. if Crusaders can keep things tight with their firepower, if they play well, I fancy them to go and win the game. United decimated by injuries, and they're trying to get people fit for the European yep. qualifiers. Glenavon thirteen to five, Coleraine. That's a good bet there. Five to six, Coleraine. Yeah, it's a good good price for them, and I agree with you. I think I think both Crusaders and Coleraine will will win their games on the day, and you know if, if it goes that way, unfortunately, this man, this team would lose the, the league and goal difference. But I, I fancy Coleraine to go there. The, 
big word momentum. Stephen mentioned that they've still got that momentum and they'll be wanting to finish the season on a high. Linfield in fourth place against Cliffville in fifth. The Blues are eight to eleven at Windsor. Cliffville three to one. Yeah, I think Linfield will win that game, Jackie. They've obviously got a catch Glen Avon for the third place, possible European. Big carrot there, isn't it? It is, and Cliffville will have one in the Irish Cup. I think they'll fancy them to rest a few players up this Saturday and maybe take take it a bit later. As Stephen says, there hasn't been any of that, but I do think this week that will be the case for Cliffville. The Irish Cup has become massive you for them. You would think so. Yeah. Glen Torren, 4-6 at home to Ballon Mallard, 10-3. Mallard's a good bet mm-hmm. at 10-3, even though it's at the Oval. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you don't know what you're going to get from, from Glen Torren any, any given week. And some of my Glen Torren friends are, are telling me not to tip them anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> I, I actually think that game's going to be a draw, Jackie. Sitting on the fence. Yep. Warren Point, 6-5. And Carrick, who need it, thirteen to eight. Yeah, again, it's another tough fixture to call. And Carrick have got to go there and get a win. And I think I'm going to go for Carrick this week. I just think that big result last week. They'll have a wee bit of hope and a wee bit of belief this week. And if they'll be going thirteen to, to eight, I, yeah. I think I think Carrick could get a result this week. And the final game before we pick our double, Ards thirteen to eight at home to Dungannon, thirteen to ten. A win for Ards there would see them overtake. Swiss yeah, that's an incentive for Ards, and, and obviously Dungannon want to stay in that position, so that'll be a, t- a close enough game. I'm going to go for a draw on that one as well. You're going to go for a draw, right? The double. Mm-hmm. Surely, surely. Can I get him first, can I? <laughs> oh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make it more difficult for you, I'm going to go for Linfield, 8 to 11, home to Cliftonville. 8 to 11, okay. I'm going to go for Dungannon. Okay. 13 to 10. We're staying away from all the big games then. That's 115 <laughs> quid going on to. That'd be nearly 200 pounds. If we win. <laughs> anyway, Stephen, thanks again well, thanks for joining me. us. Good luck with the rest of the season. Thanks very much. And to you, legend. So there we are. Couldn't be better, the finish we're having. I'm just wondering if Stephen's sleeping this week at all. But they must be looking forward to that. You should be looking forward to it. Get out there and support your team. We'll see you next week as we look ahead to the Irish Cup final. Until then, bye-bye.